The third and final test match in the series against Pakistan coming up at the SCG starting tomorrow. Make sure you tune in to SEN for our live ball-by-ball coverage. Man, who will be behind the mic throughout the test match will be Crick Buzz journalist Barat Sundarayson. Great to have him on the afternoon show. Barat, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Officially, happy new year. Happy new year to you. It's, um, it's uh, look, a wonderful test series already. Australia have been... Very, very good. But the big news leading into the third and final test is, well, I suppose the not-so-surprised news that David Warner is announcing his retirement from test cricket. You were at the presser yesterday. What were your thoughts on what uh, Dave had to say? Firstly, uh, he seems to uh, he needs to find his baggy green. I don't know whether you guys have been following his social media posts. He's just put something out on Instagram where he said uh, that his baggy green's gone missing. Uh, it's not in his backpack where he generally keeps it. Yeah, I, I just, something's just popped up. A news alert's just popped up there. And um, the last thing he wants in his last test, his 111 test he's got with it, he, surely he can't lose it coming to his final one. I know, right? But that kind of sums up David Warner, the story. <laughs> There's drama till the very end. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, look, whether you liked him or not liked him or you had a strong opinion on how he's carried himself on and off the field, uh, one thing you cannot deny him is that the fact that every time David Warner does whatever, uh, he gets 100% of your attention. And, and, you know, it's the same with his detractors, it's the same with his supporters, teammates and opposition alike. And I think that is the story of David Warner, right? He always keeps you on, on, on the edge and uh, there he goes, doing that till the very end. And yeah, right. I mean, uh, he was he was more emotional than usual yesterday in his press yeah. conference. Like he's generally so punchy and um, you know, he doesn't take any prisoners, but uh, especially when he spoke about the late Philip Hughes and also Usman Khawaja, you could hear him get a little emotional. No doubt a part of that, Barat, is, you know, these athletes, even when they make their announcement that, yes, I'm going to retire, there, there comes that moment, though, that there's the mm. realisation that it's actually going to happen. And, and maybe yesterday's press conference was, while well, he'd made the decision some time ago or maybe made up in his mind, maybe it was a bit of a real moment for him. Yeah, it, you're so right, right? And can you talk about athletes retiring? I mean, they're still the prime of their of their life, aren't mm, they? I mean, you're talking mm. about someone who's 37, uh, yeah, younger than I am, and to think about how it must feel like for him to retire and pretty much still uh, have a normal life. Otherwise, in that sense, it's quite something because generally you associate uh, away from sport retirement with someone who's reached a certain age when he wants he or she wants to slow down. Uh, but David Warner is not going to slow down anytime soon. So it, it must be a big change. And, you know, to, for it to happen in Sydney, where he's played so many test matches yeah. on his home ground, he has so many special memories, will make it even more special. Yeah, I mean, it, it, so I, I must say I'm a little surprised he didn't have a hit in the net yesterday or today, which is unlike David Warner. He generally likes to do that, mm. uh, to have one long hit uh, before a test match or a one day or so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's busy with his family and right now trying to figure out where his baggy green is. We were saying off the top of the show that, you know, he was he even redefined the way Test cricket was played when he came on. He was a, a superstar in the shorter form of the shorter formats of the game when he came into Test cricket. He'll, he'll finish with, you know, one of the greatest strike rates in Test cricket. What is it about David Warner's game? You, you've seen so much of it over his career. Mm. For you, what what's that kind of enduring memory or or that moment that uh, encapsulates David Warner's career for you? I mean, he's just been so true to himself, hasn't he? Mm. Uh, uh, he burst onto the scene, like I said, uh, way back in 2009 with that innings against South African T20 cricket. And people immediately said, oh, 
this kid will have a great wide ball career. But, you know, it starts with Virender Sehwag, former India opener, telling him in the IPL that he could play test cricket. Then Greg Chappell doing the same thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, to start from there to uh, what he's become, uh, you know, you look at his numbers, but more than numbers for me, David Warner has always been more about impact, right? Like, yeah. you're right, he's pioneered a new way of uh, playing test cricket, but he's also, I think, paved the path for others like him. I mean, other kids who are coming through the ranks who maybe get labeled as white ball cricketers. Uh, he's told them, look, you can play test cricket as well, and not just play test cricket. You can have a career like a uh, Hall of Fame career, like the one uh, that he's had. I mean, there are so many innings that will come to mind when you think David Warner, right? I mean, uh, the 100 he made against India at the WACA, he just smashed him mm-hmm. in like what he got to the 190 minutes or so. Um, and, and just so much but just it's become such a part of the Australian summer hasn't it sure. David Warner making a hundred running <laughs> up and doing the big punch in the air and jumping up in the air as well and, and you look at the career he's had spanned across the, the three formats you look at the way cricket is evolving and continues to evolve we may never see a player like him again as, mm-hmm. as a batter who is who will dominate in, in three formats of the game it's very true, uh, and uh, also in terms of doing it uh, over the the or have the longevity that David Warner has had in his career across all three formats. Right, he's uh, unlike a lot of other batters around the world or cricketers around the world. No point has it looked like he's going to turn his back on a format. And look, he still isn't done with T20 cricket. He wants to play in that World Cup. He's also announced his retirement from one-day cricket for now. Uh, but yeah, he he is unique, and, and you know, as soon as. Uh, he faces his last ball here in Sydney and this test is over. The search starts for the next uh, opener. And how do you fill those boots, right? And I've said all along, you you might end up finding another opener, but you won't find another David Warner. No, definitely not. Put your selector's hat on for a moment. Barat, who, who are you picking? Ooh, you know what? I've just been uh, keeping a keen eye on Cameron Green in the last uh, few days and yeah. the, the last three weeks in Perth, Melbourne and here. He's beginning to face the new ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of banter between him and Manus, and Manus in particular about who who opener, who is the opener. So don't be surprised if one of those two um, kind of slots in. Uh, because how do you leave someone like Cameron Green out of the side for too long? Right? Yeah. I mean, the way you see him bowl, uh, I mean, yes, we talk a lot about his batting, but Australia already missed it. They haven't missed it so far in this series, but... Uh, you don't want to keep a talent like him, a bowler like him on the bench. And then you add to it the fact that he can score test hundreds as well like he's done already. So I have a feeling Cameron Green fits in. Andrew McDonald says top six batters in the country. Uh, in my book, Cameron Green is in there. Let's talk a look at the test for, um, against Pakistan. Pakistan's showed some real good signs at mm-hmm. many stages throughout that test down at the MCG, but just couldn't maintain that that pressure. Even... They'd mm. bowl some, some overs where they bowl four outstanding deliveries and then they'd be wavered for another two. They get Australia four for 16, but couldn't go on with it. Is, it. is that going to be the key for Pakistan mounting and sustaining that pressure against his very good Australian side? Yeah, and it is a perfect illustration of how difficult it is to beat this Australian team in Australia. Right? You just can't have a good 20-minute period or mm. like even, a good, even a good session for that matter. You just yeah. have to keep at them. Uh, and you're right, at 4 for 16 in that second innings, with just a lead of 70, when Mitchell Marsh walked out, Pakistan were, for, for once, on in front, maybe for the first time in 25 years uh, on these shows, or at least uh, close, oh yeah, more than 25 years for sure, and you felt like maybe they could, you know, force, force the game to go uh, towards their, uh, or, or, you know, kind of 
they might get on top. Uh, but it took one innings to take it away and one drop catch as well. Yeah. Uh, and they never got that momentum back. Uh, and similarly with the bat as well. Yes, they had partnerships, two really good ones. But again, when you look at it uh, in hindsight, those partnerships bought them 60 and 70 runs, not 110, 120 yeah. runs. That's just not good enough to beat this Australian Tigers. Would maybe challenge them in phases, but you have to dominate them over sessions, multiple sessions to put yourself in a position to win and then not make the kind of mistakes that they did if you are to get over the line against Australia and Australia. Is it a few of the players um, showed some good signs? Mohamed Rizwan was looking good with the bat until he was given out on um, on review in that last innings. Um, Mia Hamza showed some good stuff with the ball as well. Who is the player or players that, that Pakistan are really going to need to put their hand up in this in this final test? Oh, I said this before the last test, and I stick with it. Look, Babar Azam looked yeah. good. Looked like he was beginning to find his flow, his rhythm um, in the crease. Um, and but it's not good enough when you make 40, right, when you're Babar Azam. And he's just received some outstanding deliveries from both Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood, yes, uh, and even Mitchell Marsh in the first test. But I think he just has to go big. Uh, mm. And look, the pitch in Sydney is going to be interesting. I can, from where I'm stood, I can see the ground staff are just kind of uh, giving it the final touches. Uh, there are some green patches on it. And we've had a couple of interesting uh, shitty games uh, this year in Sydney. One, which yeah. was over in what felt like a day and a half. Uh, but the other one that a lot of uh, cricketers who played in that game, like Pat Cummins said, said the best shield wicket they've seen in the SCG. It's an unused pitch. Uh, it's, a, it's a relayed square. So a lot to look forward to on that front. Uh, but yeah, Babar Azam has to come good. And Shaheen Shah, Afridi started looking better and better as he got into his spell as well. Uh, so hopefully he can have a he can have a big game as well. And if they, those two do that, uh, if it's all these other guys you mentioned uh, putting their hand up, who knows, Pakistan might run Australia close again. But they had they need to have so much go right for them uh for them to get over the line but do you see it happening in the david warner farewell i just don't honestly it, it's got yes it's got the david warner farewell tour written all over this one and and it, mm. it would be very very fitting for uh for da warner to to post a big one and and walk off the scg one more time with the bat raised oh very much so you know get a big score uh, Pat Cummins said he might even be tempted to give him the ball to get the last wicket with his leg spin. <laughs> Don't forget, he started his career as a leg spinner who can bat a little bit, much like Steve Smith. So, uh, no, I mean, you know, it, 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 you always ask these questions, don't you, about these great athletes who writes their scripts. And I think in David Warner's case, he writes it himself, or he writes it himself. Uh, and, and you know how the script will play out. Uh, there is a big score coming up for the next five days. An intriguing test match coming up. Hopefully, Barat. No rain or little rain in Sydney, and we do get five days yeah. of uh, of great cricket. <laughs> oh, very much so. I mean, look, the weather forecast has become better, and it's one of those days that we have, it looks it's a beautiful day in Sydney, and you wish we had already started playing today because the forecast only gets yeah. bad from here. But hopefully, it's not like last year where we just sat around gibbering away <laughs> for hours on end, not knowing when the cricket's going to start. All right, we've got to get to the news. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the afternoon show on SEN. Um, I'll see you at the cricket. Oh, can't wait. Cheers, man. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Good on you, Brad Sander, member of the SEN cricket call team. Time for the news. We'll be back soon.